You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we extend a warm hello to all who are listening on WNDZ 750 AM here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. As the world gets ready to ring in a new year in just a couple of days, Catholic Charities Executive Leadership Team has done an assessment of key moments in 2021 that have had the greatest impact on the agency and on the future of our strategic plan. As COVID-19 continues to greatly affect all of our programs and services, tough decisions continue to be made so that our agency can continue to focus on providing exceptional assistance to anyone in need and go on allocating our resources as efficiently as possible to remain as one of the largest and most effective human service agencies in the nation. It is our privilege today to welcome two members of the of Catholic Charities Executive Leadership Team to the Voice of Charity. And we, as we look back on 2021 with a year in review, Amy Novarita is Chief Program Officer for Catholic Charities, and Gina Cleggs is Senior Vice President of Operations and Innovation. And, uh, and Amy and Gina work daily with Sally Blount, our President and CEO, to help implement Sally's vision across the agency, and both of them do a tremendous job at what they do. Welcome, Amy and Gina. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for having us this morning. We're excited to be here. We're just delighted to have you. Thank you so much. Um, Amy, may I start with you? You know, when, when 2021 started, business decisions were still being made on weekly and monthly COVID statistics. Uh, what were the goals of the agency as this new year began? Good morning, Katie. Uh, yeah, Gina and I are really excited to be here with you today. And uh, goodness, so the start of 2021, well, on a personal note, it was also um, the start of my time with Catholic Charities. I started in this role uh, following in the footsteps of folks like Kathy Donahue, who'd been here um, for, for decades. I started in February of 2021. And, you know, our goals going into the year are, frankly, goals that have stuck with us throughout the year. We are focused first and foremost on supporting our staff and Sally uh, and our team talks a lot about sort of inverting the pyramid. What that means is putting our staff and particularly our staff that are on the front lines first. And so that has meant through, gosh, through June of 2021, so the first half of the year, we continued offering heroes pay uh, to staff who went into the office, um, went into our housing developments, were in our community centers, um, in our senior buildings through the pandemic, um, through COVID. Uh, it also meant a number of different vaccination clinics and opportunities uh, for staff to support them once the vaccinations became widely available. 
Um, it meant increases for our staff going into the new fiscal year in July. And actually, uh, as we enter 2022 um, mid-year for us with our fiscal mid-year increases again um, in January, recognizing just the, the impact, uh, particularly that rising inflation and just the challenges of our current economy are, are creating. And, you know, coming into 2021, it meant uh, ensuring that we could safely uh, return staff who had been working remotely uh, back to the office. Um, you know, it meant, so first always is our, our staff, that's our job as the leaders of the organization, and that allows our staff to take care of our clients. So our clients um, came in and always will be um, first priority. I think too, Katie, you know, what's interesting and you'll see as we talk about next year, we're starting to have more targeted, um, ambitious, and kind of more specific goals for different programs and services. But coming into 2021, they were, um, you know, it's a hierarchy of need. It was support, support for staff, support for our clients, which again meant vaccinations. We were able to vaccinate, uh, administer uh, more than 10,000 vaccinations in spring of 2021. Uh, we've offered millions of dollars of financial assistance, direct financial assistance to clients to help them cover rent, utility, and mortgage expenses. Uh, and we ensured that our program doors continued to stay open safely and that we started to reopen programs that um, were shut down for a period of time. So staff, clients, and then finally, um, everything that we do is in partnership with others. And so we went into the year um, knowing that we wanted to continue to be good partners and also to build new partnerships, uh, which we've been able to do at places, for example, like our, our Peace Corner um, out in Austin, uh, where, where we're now uh, hosting. We're one of the hosts for the West Side Sports League. We're, we're engaging 30 to 40 youth uh, every day at that site. And we couldn't do that without the sports league and, and the local um, police district as well. And so I think, you know, our values shine through and the people shine through. So that's, that's where we came into the, the year uh, with a very clear focus. And Gina, expanding on what Amy said, can you share with us what are some of the program areas at Catholic Charities that have been affected the most by the pandemic, either by the number of clients that we now serve or the way that the services are provided? Yeah, um, you know, I'll, I'll say at the height of the, the pandemic, uh, you know, our, the services that we provide are in person, we're on hand, uh, you know, just uh, hands on. And uh, at the height of the pandemic, you know, as Amy mentioned, uh, we we had to halt services in some of our programs. Some of those program areas were in senior services. Uh, as we know, seniors were extremely uh, at high risk uh, for COVID. Um, so our adult day service program and, and some of our programs where we work with seniors. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, you know, youth programs, Amy mentioned our Peace Corner Youth Center. Uh, at, we did at the height of the pandemic have to halt services uh, you know, for that that program, those programs as well. Uh, and even in behavioral health, uh, initially, uh, we've had to, you know, we had to go back to the drawing board and really think through how we redesign our programs uh, so that we could, you know, we could continue to serve, uh, serve clients. Uh, and so, uh, you know, the pandemic was extremely tough, uh, but also in some program areas such as food, 
there was a high demand and, and high need, uh, you know, for, for food programs. Uh, so it, it's been a challenging year, but I think that we have uh, worked very hard to, to re, uh, reinvent our programs. And, you know, the main goal is to keep our clients, to continue to keep our clients and our staff safe. Uh, that is that is something that is front and center uh, in everything that we do and some uh, of the, at the executive leadership table. And some of the program directors had to reinvent how they provide services literally overnight. Can you share a few yes. of those methods, Gina, that were truly inspiring, how they pivoted within hours so that, uh, uh, you know, counseling sessions and food distribution nev- never was stopped even for a day. Can you please share a couple yeah. of those methods that were used? Sure. Uh, the first thing I'll say is that the, uh, you know, the agency, uh, we developed a COVID response team, uh, which I think was crucial uh, in helping to support programs think through plans to reopen. Uh, you know, we had safety measures in place such as temperature checks and screening tools, uh, but also thought through uh, a hybrid model uh, for those staff who could, you know, uh, work from home for, uh, for some days. Uh, we in, in the team, you know, we worked with programs to come up with individualized plans uh, for their program. So no program is, always, is, is the same. Uh, and so worked uh, with the programs to really support them and think through in-person plans. Uh, we were able to be creative and think through, uh, you know, some, some, some uh, innovative ways of us to, you know, begin to open back up and, and to deliver services. I think one of them is behavioral health. Uh, we, uh, the state of Illinois, uh, you know, uh, relaxed their regulations for us to be able to, to do telehealth. Uh, at some point, we were able to secure funding um, to uh, purchase telecarts. So if clients still wanted to come into our sites and still not be in person, uh, but have a, a private space to, you know, to participate in behavioral health services, that was something that we did. Uh, and for our food pantries, we thought through a drive up model where clients could drive up or walk up and be able to get get food. Uh, and then I can also think about our in-person suppers at our 721 location. Uh, we were able to purchase gift cards uh, to local restaurants so that our clients could still get food. Uh, but we knew that the clients were still, you know, if they gathered in person, that they would be uh, still at high risk for, for COVID. So we were able to think through um, where clients were still able to get meals uh, and, and be able to, you know, to still have something to eat. It is truly inspiring how much you two and your uh, fellow colleagues on the leadership team have continued to accomplish for the agency. Uh, If you'll please bear with us, we're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity and continue our year in review conversation right after this break. Please stay tuned. As you think about year-end contributions, we at Catholic Charities thank you for considering a donation. 100% of every donation goes directly to our charitable work. Every donation allows us to continue to offer programs and services that affirm, strengthen, and empower those we serve as they work toward becoming self-sufficient. We are financially independent from the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we are proud of our Platinum Guide Star rating as a nonprofit. For more than 100 years, Catholic Charities has been helping homeless, hungry, and troubled neighbors in Cook and Lake counties. We would be honored to have your support in our 2021 year-end appeal. Visit catholiccharities.net to donate or call 312-948-6087. 
The number again is 312-948-6087. Thank you for being partners with us in the mission of Catholic Charities. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. At Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it's, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and it's my great honor today to be here with two members of Catholic Charities Executive Leadership Team. Amy Novarita is Chief Program Officer, and Gina Cleggs is Senior Vice President of Innovation and Operation. And before the break, ladies, we were talking about uh, how Catholic Charities pivoted in so many ways in the last 18 months to deal with the pandemic. May, may I ask you, as we look specifically on 2021, what you guys consider to be uh, some of the best moments of the year for Catholic Charities? Uh, may I start with you, Amy? Sure, Katie. Gosh, you know, the moments 
some of the best moments for me are those small moments, which happen uh, at Catholic Charities every day. I was just telling Gina before we started today, I received a text message this morning um, from one of our, our leaders uh, working on the west side of Chicago, and she sent along a video of four of the kiddos that we get to work with uh, at a holiday uh, gathering outdoors and they spontaneously these four kids got into a group hug and then you hear in the background the announcement that Santa had arrived and the group hug uh, burst into all four kids jumping while they still kind of held each other uh, in in this little this little huddle uh, I, I think just the joy in that in that video and the sense of community is something that we get to see every day. Uh, you know, just Friday, I was out at St. Francis of Assisi, one of our senior buildings, and uh, we had a number of seniors, uh, including one who had recently celebrated her 100th birthday, uh, gathering in the community room to listen to live music from a, a local volunteer who comes a few times a year. He was singing some Christmas carols uh, and some blues on Friday. And so I think, you know, for me, the moments at charities are uh, the sense of connection and community that has sustained uh, throughout COVID. And in some ways, we're kind of working to find it again. And, and then there are other moments where I think it's even gotten stronger as we kind of value and appreciate being together even more. What, image, what wonderful images, Amy, to hold on to. How about you, Gina? Uh, I echo a lot of what Amy says. It's always wonderful to go out to sites and to visit our staff and our clients and to see our staff really, they band together. Um, you know, even in the midst of a pandemic, they show up, they're ready to serve, and they do it with such joy. Um, and so that is something that always warms my heart uh, and just make make me realize how blessed we are uh, to have such amazing staff that that serve and a smile I've seen in our Round Lake uh, Schreiber Center uh, in Round Lake, you know, our, our staff and outside uh, just really putting put, uplifting uh, families as they put food packages in, in, in their cars uh, from our food pantry. So it's just been it's wonderful um, really to see. Uh, just in the midst of a pandemic, how our staff have come and showed up and 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 they they show out every day uh, to serve our our clients. It's really wonderful. And conversely, uh, Amy, can I ask you to maybe describe some of the greatest challenges of this year? as as Gina said so well, our staff make it look easy, but we know it's not. Maybe, can you share with us, Amy, what some of those greatest challenges have been this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, in addition to obviously, you know, the first and foremost on our minds is always COVID and ensuring that we are keeping staff and clients uh, and volunteers and interns and supporters safe. And so that continues to be um, top priority as, as this virus continues to, um, you know, introduce tons of uncertainty in our day to day. Um, the other challenge that that has emerged particularly this fall and I will say is um, is the thing that keeps me up at night is um, the, the workforce challenges coming out of the pandemic. And so uh, Catholic Charities, like most other uh, businesses and organizations, uh, is facing the same challenges that a lot of other organizations are. And so that's showing up with staff shortages, that's showing up 
um, with vacancies that are persistent. And then, you know, what happens is the staff on the ground who are already giving their heart and soul and working really hard uh, day in and day out are asked to do more. And uh, and I think that as a as a leader in the organization, as just a fellow human who cares about her colleagues, is um, is my biggest concern, and certainly I think the biggest challenge that we're grappling with. Um, so I would say, you know, I can say as a new employee, Catholic Charities is a wonderful place to work, both in terms of uh, the sense of community and the people and folks that really care about each other. Uh, and it's a challenging place to work. No day is uh, boring for sure at charities. And it's a place where, uh, where you know, I am confident getting up uh, to work every day that I am putting my skills um, to good use in service of uh, a mission of, of charity and mercy. And so I guess what I would say, Katie, that's my biggest concern. I know that, that we have an incredible staff that's moving through this. And I would also say if there's anybody listening uh, that is thinking of, of taking on a new opportunity or knows somebody in their life that's um, that's thinking of making a move or starting fresh at a new organization, uh, we're here and we'd love to, to have some conversation with you. And all of those employment opportunities uh, can be found on catholiccharities.net, our website. Uh, and we would, as Amy said, love to speak further about that. That's uh, a great invitation there, Amy. Um, Gina, can we talk a little bit about um, the lessons learned from COVID across the agency and how, if any way, they, they have a check, uh, affected our mission? Can you talk a little bit about what, what those lessons are that, that the agency has learned? Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, just during the, the pandemic, as we've mentioned, uh, we've been, uh, you know, just keeping our, our staff and clients front and center. And I think we have a new uh, a new set of operating principles in, in which we are living um, by um, inverting the pyramid, you know, making sure that we keep our staff uh, front and center, uh, that we support those staff members and, and our clients and you know our staff that are on the front lines. Uh, and I think also realizing that Mercy and, and charity, they, they happen, uh, you know, just one heart at a time, one person at a time. Uh, and so I think that, you know, that that's something that we've learned. Uh, I think also um, just amplifying the impact of our work, uh, you know, focusing on areas where our Catholic identity, our network uh, and century of service uh, make us unique and a valued partner. Um, so we're, we're looking, uh, I think, at more partnerships and really looking at how we can partner more, um, but also, um, you know, just strive to be uh, the most trusted uh, mission driven human service uh, organization um, in the Midwest uh, and living our values and our faith and, and being present uh, in, in, in these times. And so I would say that those are kind of our renewed operating principles uh, just coming out of out of the pandemic. And Gina, could we ask you to share a client story too, or two that remind you of the importance of our work and, and that kind of sustain you in challenging days at the agency? Sure. Uh, in our youth and family therapeutic services program, uh, there, there was a, a partnership, there's a partnership with the Office of Catholic Schools to provide some behavioral health services. Uh, and there was a mom uh, who, who wrote in and really talked about um, just the 
the tremendous work that Catholic Charities has had, you know, had been doing with her daughter uh, and how um, just even in the midst of a, a snowstorm uh, that our staff showed up to really help and, and to, you know, to make sure that, uh, you know, the, 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 the services were being met. Uh, and this mother talked about just a, a, how a tremendous impact that she's seen in her, da her daughter academically, uh, socially, uh, and just what a great impact that Catholic Charities has had uh, on her life. And so those are those stories that, you know, make you uh, just appreciate what you do and, and how, how you are here to serve people. Well, uh, and I think another story is we, we've had a, a grandmother who uh, had, had custody of her three grandchildren who lost her job and was able to come to Catholic Charities to get food. Uh, and it was something that really helped her, uh, helps her to get on her feet. And she was able to find employment uh, and was really just grateful uh, that what, of what Catholic Charities did for her in her time of need. Uh, so those are always wonderful stories uh, that just remind you, um, you know, of, of just the, the blessing to be able to serve and to help people. And it also beautifully articulates how we are a safety net to anyone in need uh, any time of the year. Um, Amy, you know, throughout its history, Catholic Charities has been so blessed to have so many partners in our mission, all different constituencies across the city. Uh, do you have a message for them as, as Catholic Charities concludes another historic year of serving people in need in Chicago and Lake County, Cook and Lake Counties? Katie, uh, goodness, you know, my message is simple. I I want to say thank you. It's a message of gratitude. I also want to say that we need you. Um, we are a large anchor institution that's been here for over 100 years, and we cannot do this alone. And I also want to say that the future of Catholic Charities continues to be bright and, uh, and just welcome folks in um, into the fold with us on this journey. And that's a beautiful message uh, indeed. Thank you, Amy. Um, as in the short time we have left, you know, can I just ask you personally, you both deal, both have a tremendous amount of experience in human service organizations. What to each of you is special and different and unique and, and wonderful about Catholic Charities? Um, Gina, may I go with you for, to you first? Sure. Um, you know, what's special for me, and, and we've talked a lot about it, uh, is, is our amazing staff, our dedicated volunteers and board members uh, here at Catholic Charities. Uh, just the spirit of service is infectious uh, in our organization. Um, you run into so many staff that are so just overjoyed to tell you their story about how they joined the organization, how long they've been here, and just the different roles that they've had. Uh, I absolutely love hearing those stories. Uh, and I just, there's no place like Catholic Charities. Uh, every day that you 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 come to work, you know, you're, you're just always inspired um, by our wonderful staff uh, from a story or just a, a note of prayer. Um, it's just a wonderful organization. There's no no place that I, I I've been that that is like Catholic Charities. Beautifully said, Gina. And how about you, Amy? Gosh, Katie. You know, I think for me. So I grew up in the Catholic Church, and the values of social justice are in my blood, both because of my family and growing up in the church. And, and that has driven my career, which has always been in human services and uh, in education. And working at Catholic Charities, it's the first time that I've uh, been able to kind of bring my whole self to the organization in working at a faith-based organization where 
Um, we can pray together. Um, we can bring our faith into the room uh, and be kind of explicit about the role it plays in our um, in who we are and how we approach the work and decisions. Uh, and it, that is just, I feel very blessed. And that has been, frankly, an unexpected uh, joy uh, and really special part about working at Catholic Charities every day. Well, we thank you so much for all you do every day, you and the members of your, of the rest of the members of the executive leadership team and Sally Blount. Together, you guys are a wonderful, wonderful leaders for all of us. And we're so grateful to have you on the show today to articulate uh, Sally's vision for uh, the next year and also as wrap up this year in review and, and show how much it has still been able to be accomplished despite the pandemic. So again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. We also wish just, everyone a happy holiday season. Thank you so much, yes, Tina. Thank you, Katie. Merry Christmas. And, and Happy New Year to you both. Uh, we just also like to thank remind you. everyone that Catholic Charities Year and Appeal is currently going on. We'd be so grateful if you consider us for one of your end-of-year donations. Please visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. We wish you, your families, and friends a very happy new year. And we invite you back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.